At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare back here with you it is the look ahead here on vsin the sports betting network as i'm still trying to get over the buffalo bills losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, not just as a Bills money line better, but also I had Bills plus three and a half, which was my largest uh, liability of the weekend um, because I bought a point and uh, I felt that plus three and a half was a gift considering the game played out exactly how I thought it would. I said it would come down to whichever team had the football last. I just didn't think it would be a touchdown in overtime that would burn me. <laughs> Go figure. And how many games this year have we seen that happen with, right? Where a touchdown in overtime just kills the underdog that was north of a field goal. It happened three or four times this year in overtime. Uh, and I know that the Bills didn't go off at north of a field goal. But for me, I had it at north of a field goal. So I'm still not over it. But I can put my emotions aside to acknowledge what we witnessed here this weekend. And that is the best weekend of football I've ever seen. We had, first of all, it's the best weekend of football always, every year, the divisional round of the playoffs. Because you got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and it's the usually the eight best teams. This year did not disappoint. In fact, this year did more than not disappoint. It exceeded expectations. All four games decided on the final play of the game. You had the Bengals, 49ers, and Rams all winning on walk-off field goals. And then the Chiefs winning on a walk-off touchdown in overtime. Prior to the Chiefs game, this was, I believe, yeah, there had never been an NFL divisional playoff history. There has never been a season in which all four road teams won. Think about that. There has never been a divisional round weekend where all four road teams won. The road teams won 
the first three games all on last second field goals. And then the Bills should have won this game. Thank with a Josh Allen touchdown pass with 13 seconds left on the clock. Think about what Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs did. They went 44 yards in 10 seconds. 44 yards in 10 seconds. Dak Prescott (laughs) spent more time on his quarterback draw run and failure to get the snap off and spike the football. Think about that. 13 seconds left. They went 44 yards and called a timeout with three seconds left to kick the field goal. Two plays. 19 yards to Tyreek Hill. 25 yards to Travis Kelsey. And it's, to me, it's inexcusable that the Bills allowed this to happen. Forget about overtime. Once this game went to overtime, it was over. The Bills' defense was completely gassed, and I knew that even, same thing for for the Chiefs. Whoever won that coin toss was winning this game. Whoever won the coin toss was going to score a touchdown on that opening possession and win the game. And yes, that's terrible overtime rules, which have to be changed. Both teams should have a chance to possess the football. That's obvious. Now, I I, I don't know if you you want to play... Some people just want to play a full 10-minute quarter. Okay, whatever, that's fine. No, what I would do is, not the college rules, I wouldn't line up each team from the 25 or whatever, or from the 40, no. I would simply just have the same exact overtime rules that we have now. Except the touchdown doesn't end the game. The field goal doesn't end the game, right? The rules are, if a team kicks a field goal, the other team has a chance to match the field goal or get a touchdown to win. Right? If they don't score a field goal, the game's over. So just make it the same rules. If they give up a touchdown in the opening drive, just say that now the other team gets the football, they have to match that touchdown or exceed it. Now, you might have teams going for two, try and go for the win, right? Because um, then if you kick the ball off, it's it's sudden death. So you might have teams go for two. Um you could have teams that when they win the coin toss, they actually elect to receive. I mean, excuse me, to kick rather than receive. Think about that. You totally eliminate the coin toss deciding the game if both teams get the football. Because it, teams might treat it like college. Like in college, if you win the toss, you always play defense because you want to know what you have to beat. Like, you want to know, when my team gets on the field, do I have to get a field goal or do I have to get a touchdown? That's Wouldn't you want to know the same way? So you kick the football off to start overtime. You go on defense first. At least you know on offense, I'm playing for a field goal or I'm playing for a touchdown. Or you elect to go on offense first and you want to do your best and um, get a touchdown 
maybe take some time off the clock because you certainly want the other team maybe with the pressure of playing against the clock. I don't know. Just ways that you can look at it. I would certainly change it, though. But anyway, there's no excuse for 13 seconds and two plays to allow the Chiefs to get into field goal range. First off, it's criminal in my mind that the Bills kicked the football out of the end zone. You gave the Chiefs the football on the 25-yard line with no time coming off the clock. You have to kick that ball short of the end zone. You have to force the Chiefs to play the ball. Either you squib it and a player picks the football up or falls on it, right? Or maybe, hey, the ball bounces in funny ways. Maybe it's not a clean pickup. Either way, you got to believe that it's going to be a second or two off the clock before they give themselves up. Like if they're smart, the player just swallows it like an onside kick. They just swallow it and give themselves up. But it's up to the ref to stop the clock there. So probably a second or two comes off the clock. Or you kick it up and have them catch the football around the five-yard line maybe even around the 10-yard line. And at that point, if the returner's smart, they just catch it and take a knee. Again, about one second comes off the clock, but in that case, you give them the football on the 5 or the 10-yard line as opposed to the 25-yard line. Or the player could decide, this is our only chance. We're going to try and return it. So they, like McCall Hardman, catches the ball at the two, five-yard line and decides to run it back. And at that point, as long as you don't allow a run back, a touchdown for the run back, that's it. Game's over. Because that play is going to take a couple of seconds off the clock. Like if McCall Hardman is smart, right, or if he wants to get a couple of yards, he fields it at the five runs forward, gets as much as he can, and hops out of bounds and doesn't waste any more time. But you got to believe that at three seconds come off the clock, four seconds come off the clock, whatever it is, every second counts. Especially when you consider that the play to Travis Kelsey, he was stopped and they called the timeout with three seconds. Three If you burned those three seconds on the kickoff, the game is over. I can't believe that they did not squib kick it or kick it short or just force the Chiefs to do something other than kicking it out of the back of the end zone and just giving them the ball on the 25 with no time off the clock. But even still, 13 seconds left. Just blitz. Just blitz Patrick Mahomes. Send the house. Force him to roll out of the pocket, burn more time off the clock, get panicked, maybe throw the ball away, maybe you get a sack, anything. Instead, you play everybody off coverage 
and you give him a free completion to Tyreek Hill for 20 yards. Then they call timeout. A free completion for 20 yards. And then on the next play, you're just trying to defend them from getting into field goal range. They don't need that much yards because they just got 20 on the previous play. And you allow Travis Kelsey to get a free break and run past your defender? Unacceptable. But hey, Chiefs are in it now for the fourth straight year at home. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's the look ahead here on Beeson. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Uh, taking a look at where we are now with the NFL championship weekend this year. And. How did the dogs do? How did the favorites do? Well, the dogs ruled the, ruled the day. Bengals, Niners, Rams all winning outright. The Bills, unfortunately, do not cover in their overtime loss. Both the Bengals, Titans, and the 49ers, Rams went under. Both the, the Rams, Bucks, and Chiefs, Bills went over. And so now you look at the odds, and here we are. Championship Sunday in the NFL. The action starts at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Bengals at the Chiefs. Kansas City laying seven, total of 53 and a half. And then at 6.30 Eastern time, from SoFi Stadium, site of this year's Super Bowl, the Rams hosting the 49ers. Total of three, and 46 and a half is the total. In the final game of the regular season, 
three weeks ago, not even, it was the same exact spread in total. Rams minus three, 46 and a half. That game was a 49ers come from behind win in overtime, 27-24, the final score, 49ers covering the spread, and the game went over the posted total of 46 and a half. How will you play this game? Like, this is the one that, to me, is going to be the hardest to cap. Personally, my initial feeling is to fade the 49ers because I don't think they deserve to be here. I'm not trying, I'm not disrespecting them at all. And if I am, I'm sorry. But just looking at the path that they have took to get here. The Dallas Cowboys completely giving the game away. With penalty after penalty and big spots, complete ineptitude. Uh, the Cowboys gave that game away to the 49ers. And then on Saturday against the Packers, the 49ers had 212 yards of offense. I mean, it's not like the Packers had more, but just 212 yards of offense. Jimmy Garoppolo completed 11 of 19 passes for 131 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. The San Francisco 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown. They kicked a field goal in the third quarter, and then the blocked punt returned for a touchdown is how they win this football game. If they don't block that punt, they don't win the game. Because nothing about the way that Jimmy or that offense played in that game told me that with four minutes left in the game, they were going to receive that punt, march down the field, and score the game-tying touchdown. There was no way that was going to happen. But a blocked punt is how they tied the game. And then they get the game-winning field goal by Robbie Gold at the end. I'm sorry, but if you're looking at both teams, it's not even close. Who's been more impressive this playoffs? The 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 23-17 in a game where Dallas gave you every chance to win with the penalties, with just the stupid play, the turnovers. It's just, they gave you that game. And then your offense doesn't score a touchdown against the Packers. The Rams, meanwhile, absolutely destroy the Cardinals 34-11. to Stafford throws for two touchdowns. The defense sacks Kyler Murray twice, gets two interceptions of Kyler Murray. And then against the Bucs, 
They put up 30 points of offense. They sacked Tom Brady three times, forced him into an interception. They strip sack Tom Brady, recovering a fumble. In fact, you know, that's, yeah, that was just, if not for a Cam Akers fumble and a Cooper Cup fumble, mind you, we're talking about a Rams blowout victory. They have been the better team this playoffs, and it's not even close. So I get it. There's going to be a lot of 49er love because there always is. And the 49ers were such a popular dog pick in that game against the Rams to end the regular season. And they were a popular dog pick against the Cowboys and a popular dog pick against the Packers. And I'm sure they're going to be a popular dog pick here against the Rams again. But based on what I've seen throughout this playoffs, the first two weeks, the Rams have been the better team. And Matt Stafford's been the better quarterback. So, can the 49ers go into SoFi Stadium play that defense, and win again for the second time this season in SoFi Stadium for the third time this season overall beating the Rams. And you look at that history here. The last five times these teams have played, it's been the Niners winning. But the difference here is I don't see Matt Stafford and this Rams team blowing a 17-point lead like they did in the final game of the regular season. Just don't see that happening. This team has played really well and now has a very, very... Fortunate opportunity. Play a game at home. We'll never leave home now. That's it. For the rest of the season, they're home. It's over. You're at home for the NFC Championship game. You're at home for the Super Bowl. You don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about hotels. Nothing. That's it. The road to the Super Bowl goes through L.A. starting Championship Sunday. So, how do the Rams win this game? Obviously, it's going to be on the shoulders of Matthew Stafford. And through two games here in this postseason, he's looked great. Hasn't turned the football over and has had a commanded the offense, and looking really comfortable in the pocket. I mean, he had Indomitian Sue just looking to rough him up on every pass here against the Bucs, including giving him a big shot on the final pass play to Cooper Cup that set up the Matt Gay field goal. And Stafford stood in there and delivered a dime. And his play... 
has been elevated to a different level. And now with that win and getting a chance to play in this NFC Championship game, you got to believe that the narrative surrounding Matthew Stafford has changed. There's so many negative feelings towards Matt Stafford because, yeah, in his career, has the turnovers gotten to him? Sure. But he was brought here from Detroit to elevate this team to a place that they felt that Jared Goff would not take them to, even though Goff did get them to a Super Bowl. This is what Stafford was brought here for, and so far, in two playoff games, he is delivering. We'll see if the train can continue on Sunday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. What is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network? Taking a look now at your odds to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are your favorite at plus 120. The Rams are next at plus 200. The 49ers at plus 450. And the Bengals at plus 800. Is it worth it to bet on these futures? For the Bengals, I would say yes. At plus 800. The Bengals are plus 250 against the Chiefs. If they win that game, okay, at plus 250, your profit would be 250. You would have a 350 bankroll. Then you would take that 350, and let's say the Bengals are maybe a, I don't know, would they be a seven-point dog against the Rams in the playoffs or against the 49ers in the, in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think maybe they, I think at worst, you know, let's say they're a plus, let's say they are a plus 200 dog. Is that fair to say? You know, plus 225 at the most. So you take your 350, I guess it pays out 1100 So maybe maybe a rollover parlay is interesting. But that de- it all depends on what their odds are going to be in the Super Bowl. Which I don't know, depending on who they play. Maybe they would be seven-point dogs. I don't think so. Uh, now, if you look at the Rams, or the Chiefs, let's say, at plus 120, they're minus 320 here. So... Essentially, minus 320, you win $31 on a $100 bet. So if you take your 131 and let's say they're a field goal favorite in the Super Bowl, 
at minus 150 to 160, you actually make more money betting your 131. You'd win about $200. So you'd pay out about 200 as opposed to, no, I guess, I guess even if, yeah, you're probably, yeah, you're better off. Chiefs at plus one, plus 120 is the move if you think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You get better value on your plus 120. Because they're such heavy favorites here in the AFC Championship game, oh, you know, you bet you're trying to get $120 back, trying to get more than $120 back, and I don't think you will unless you're talking about them not being a favorite in the Super Bowl, but it would be, the Chiefs would be the favorite in the Super Bowl, even if they play the Rams and the Rams are at home. I still think the Chiefs would be the favorite in the Super Bowl. It's going to be an interesting dynamic because the Rams are at home. So, yeah, you give them some sort of, you know, benefit of being at home, but it's not like the crowd is on their side. And really, the crowd's like never on their side, right? You know, even uh, when they are home, it's um, <laughs> it plays out differently. Um you know, there's more. There, there's a lot of fans from the other teams there. So, yeah, I just uh, I think that they would still be underdogs in the Super Bowl despite playing in their home building. You know, maybe you give them just a little bit of an advantage, but I don't think much. The Chiefs would be a favorite in the Super Bowl. So those are just your futures here. Uh, how about some specials? Um, if you believe the AFC and NFC even money right now, uh, minus one ten, so you can bet on who you think is going to have, who you think is going to win, which team, AFC, excuse me, or NFC to uh, have the matchup there. I believe there's odds on the possible matchups here for the Rams, uh, Rams Chiefs. It would on William Hill, Chiefs would be minus one and a half against the Rams, minus 125 on the money line. The Rams would be three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bengals. So not as dramatic as it is here against the uh, Chiefs. And then you have the 49ers would be a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bengals. The Chiefs would be a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the 49ers. So your biggest spread would be Rams three and a half over the Bengals. Chiefs one and a half over the Rams and Chiefs two and a half over the 49ers. Rams would be three and a half over the Bengals and the 49ers would be one and a half over the Bengals. Those are your Super Bowl odds. Super Bowl MVP... Who's it going to be? Right now? Probably go Mahomes. Right? He's got to be the guy. They're seven-point favorites over the Bengals. So you figure they win at home. They win the AFC Championship game. They go to the Super Bowl, and if they win, he's the he's the guy. Matt Stafford? Absolutely. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, I just can't see them giving it to anybody else. You know, it's going to be Matt Stafford. Yeah, Cooper Cup could have the numbers, but it's going to be Matthew Stafford. 
And boy, just I'm telling you, what a shift in narrative it would be if Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl MVP. And just think about it. Think about what the Rams did. They went out there and they made the trade. They said, you know what? We need a quarterback that is going to get us over the hump, which is crazy to think about because just a couple of years ago, this team was in the Super Bowl. I mean, think about what we have here. We have the Rams, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. All with chances to go to the Super Bowl. All teams that have been in the Super Bowl the past three seasons. Think about that. 2019, the Rams lost to the Patriots. 2020, the Chiefs beat the 49ers. And last year, the Chiefs losing to the Bucks. So you have Rams, 49ers, and Chiefs all with the chance to get back to the Super Bowl. But the Rams were in the Super Bowl just three years ago. And they felt Jared Goff not good enough. We got it. We need to get over the hump. And so they make the trade and they acquire Matthew Stafford. And Stafford has done what Stafford does every year. Right? Stafford has gone out and he has thrown for over 4,000 yards. He had 41 touchdowns this year, which is tied for the most that he has ever had in his career when he had 41 back in 2011. He had 17 interceptions, which is very high. It's his highest mark since 2013. But he threw for 4,886 yards. He threw for 4,084 last year with the Lions. He got hurt the year before. But he was pretty much did whatever what he's been doing. I mean, this was his best year since 2011 when he threw for over 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. This year, 4,886, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. And, you know, that 2011, that that Lions team was bad. And Stafford still put up those numbers. Uh, Oh, no, that Lions team was good, actually. In um, 20, what year did I say? 2011? So 2011, the Lions uh, go to the playoffs and lose to the Saints. Um, They were a 10-6 and football team that year. So Stafford comes in does what he does, elevates Cooper Cup, elevates everybody around him, but he's got the weapons to elevate himself too. Cooper Cup makes him better. Odell Beckham Jr. makes him better. You know, that offensive line, the running game makes him better. This is the best team he's been on. And he's going to reward them by getting them to the Super Bowl. And for his sake, hopefully winning it be just an incredible story. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the look ahead here on Visa. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. What a weekend it was, all bitterness aside, because yes, I did bet the Buffalo Bills and what a heartbreaking way to lose. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Yeah, I'm not going to get over that. Uh, but I can put it aside to acknowledge that this was the greatest weekend of football that <laughs> I've ever seen. We had four games all decided on the final play of the game. Three underdogs winning outright on last second field goals. And then this Rams-Bills game is one of the best games that, you know, it's just unbelievable. Back and forth, back and forth. It was a heavyweight title fight. And you watch that game, and honestly, that's the, that was the Super Bowl. And I know it. I obviously it wasn't the Super Bowl, but, like, though these other teams, they don't even compare to what we just witnessed. The, the Rams, maybe. The Bucks maybe. The 49ers are not on the level with the Chiefs or the Bills. The Bengals are certainly not on the level with the Chiefs and the Bills. And you want to talk about shocker of all shocks. Yeah, going into this past weekend, I said I'd be shocked if the Packers lose. And when the Packers marched right down the field, and scored a touchdown on the opening drive of the game, I thought, yep, that is exactly how I pictured this game to play out. Packers able to move the ball at ease, and they're going to dominate this football game. And then the Packers have that catch and fumble by Mercedes Lewis. 
and it derailed all the momentum because, you know, they probably go into score on that drive. And then it was just a whole bunch of ineptitude for the rest of the game. Punt, 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 punt. I could not believe how bad the Packers' offense was. And it's not like Rodgers had a bad game. Rodgers, 20 of 29 passing, 225 yards, but they had nothing going on the ground. You know, A.J. Dillon getting hurt in the second half really, really hurt their running game. Uh, you know, it's I just was shocked. Shocked at that performance by the Green Bay Packers. But I still, I could still see the 49ers winning that game. I didn't bet it. I, I bet on the Packers money line. I bet on the Packers in a teaser. I just felt... They're not going to lose that game, and they lost. But you know what? It's the 49ers. they got a history. They've been here before. The defense has been up to the task. This is a team just a couple of weeks ago went into L.A. and beat the Rams to get into the Super Bowl. So, okay, I can see it. It happened. I get it. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, honestly, my reaction is going to be worse than what my reaction was with the, uh, you know, 13-second comeback. And I know what you're saying. This Bengals team just beat the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I understand that. That game was in Cincinnati with a division title on the line for the Bengals. So, great game out of them. We're talking about the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. That is going to be a very, very tough environment for a road team to go in there and win. And just think about it. This is the fourth straight year that the Kansas City Chiefs will be hosting the AFC Championship game. The first year was the overtime loss to the Patriots. Where it's funny that, you know, uh, that year, all the Chiefs fans were like, the overtime rule is ridiculous. How could a coin toss decide it? Patrick Mahomes didn't even get to touch the football. It's not fair. And this year, with the win over the Bills now, it's, hey, that's the overtime rules, right? Defense is a part of the game. You got to stop them. You know, hey, we you know kick the ball off to us and just, you got to stop us. Got to play defense too if you want to win the game. Anyway, Chiefs lose to the Patriots that year in overtime. Then the next year, they beat the Titans, and then last year, beat the Bills. So this year, at home against the Bengals, I just, I can't see it. I cannot see it. If you're looking at totals, by the way, spreading this one is seven. Total is 53 and a half. The scores of the four AFC championship games for the uh, Chiefs. 
37-31 was the overtime loss to the Patriots. 35-24 was their win over the Titans. 38-24 was their win over the Bills. That's the type of score I think we're going to get here with the Chiefs and the Bengals. 38-24. Like I think this game is a Chiefs game, Chiefs cover and an over game is what we're going to get. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs just became the first team since the 1990 Bills to score 40 or more points in back-to-back playoff games. That is how potent their offense is. And I think that, yeah, they'll put up at least 35 points on the Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah, they put up 31 against the Bengals in that last game, but they only scored three points in the second half. Just think about that. They had 28 points in the first half of that football game. And in the second half, their offense went six plays and punted, six plays and punted, 11 plays and a field goal. That's it. We're talking about 23 plays of offense in 5, 8, 11, about 12, almost 13 minutes. 13 minutes of possession in the second half and only getting a field goal out of it compared to the 28 points they scored in the first half. Chiefs are getting 30 in this game. And the way that their defense has played, I got to believe that they will, you know, have better success than they did the last time they played this team. But then again, their defense got banged up here. You know, Tyron Matthew in the concussion protocol. And they were pretty shorthanded against the Bills, which led to the Bills being able to score, you know, those late touchdowns. For as much as we can criticize Buffalo for the 13 seconds, for as much as we can criticize Buffalo for the Tyreek Hill touchdown, for as much as we can criticize Buffalo about the overtime defense, This Kansas City Chiefs defense, while celebrating this win, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo cannot be happy with the way that they allowed Josh Allen to march down the field, not once, but twice, to score touchdowns in those final two minutes. They had no answer for Gabriel Davis whether it was the 75-yard bomb, whether it was the 27-yard bomb catch or the or the 19-yard catch, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board because if Gabriel Davis was able to do that, what do you think Jamar Chase is going to be able to do? We'll explore this game even further as we progress. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.